Pick up your five pounds at the door. <laughs> so yeah, thanks for coming out. Uh, before we get started properly, um, I've got um, our friends from Pet Leeds here, Johnny and Rich, to do us a tune to kind of get us started. So take it away, Johnny. These holes, these holes in my jeans are getting too big. You can see my skin and desire, and I'm tired of ripping myself. To pieces at the weekend, stitch by stitch by stitch. This mind, this mind of mine, it's temperamental, but tonight I feel so damn wide. And I'm tired of ripping myself to pieces at the weekend, stitch by stitch by stitch me up, stitch me up, a stitch me up, stitch me, yeah. Stitch me up, stitch me up, stitch me up, stitch me up, yeah. Stitch me up, stitch me up, stitch me up, stitch me up. These holes, these holes in my skin, I swear now it's been a while since I first fired. Life is ripping myself to at the weekend, stitch by stitch by stitch. These eyes, these eyes of mine, I got lines around that I don't recognize. And I'm tired, ripping myself to pieces. At the weekend, stitch by stitch by stitch me up, stitch me up, stitch me up, stitch me, yeah. Oh. Stitch me up. Stitch me up, stitch me up, stitch me up, yeah. Whoa. Stitch me up, stitch me up, stitch me up, stitch me up. What you running from? Where you running? What you running? What you running? What you running? Yesterday's Chinese rotates on its axis as hazy memories perpetrate my consciousness. Our faces and places we graced with the greatest intentions. Please, nobody mention what has become of us. Yeah. Thank you, mate. Thank you. Well, pet needs. Pet needs. We were really lucky to have these two guys come on the podcast. Uh, I don't know about a month, maybe more ago. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, we just kind of hit it off, and now uh, we're doing stuff together. Stuff I'm really we can't excited. Stuff. <laughs> we're doing stuff together that we can't talk about. Everyone in this room probably knows anyway. Right? But it, so, will, it will be incredible. It, it literally but we is can't talk about it. 
and it will be really sore. I was speaking to a guy that's really into uh, marketing at the moment. Apparently, you're not allowed to talk, not allowed to talk about not being able to talk about things that you can't talk about. Oh, so we've already yeah. fucked it up. Well, yeah, sense. so we've, I deleted states yeah, yeah. earlier because I was like, oh, we've got these good festival bookings. Can't wait to tell you. But he's like, no, you, you need to like not talk about not being able to talk about the things you can't talk about. Well, because then sense. it loses momentum. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. When can we when can we talk between that to like a week before or so? I but we wish you could fucking talk about it. We got some good stuff happening. Yeah, there's crazy shit going on. But we haven't, or have we? No, we can't. No, we probably haven't. No, talk about what? We might. Oh no, I'm not going to say. Talk about. Yeah. Well, well, this is the mouth of manliness for the people who don't know what the mouth of manliness is. It is basically we have an hour which starts now. Uh, and it's almost like an hour um, where of therapy where we talk about everything in our heads. Um, sometimes it is properly just rubbish shit. Sometimes it's kind of in-depth stuff. It tends to get quite in-depth. Sometimes we laugh a lot. Sometimes Brad nearly cries. Well, most days. Yes. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, we've been going for about a year, if you don't know us, and uh, we've been doing pretty well. Been on the old BBC? We've been on the old BBC. Uh, not just the radio, the telly as telly well. Telly as well. Yeah. The, uh, the yeah. echo. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. Live. See, it's live. That's it, live in the room. Where are we, Nick? Oh, yeah, yeah, where are we? So, yeah, this is a, a live podcast and we don't... This is our second live podcast. Live number two. Number two. Uh, we are at... Um, Best Days. Why did you hesitate? Because suddenly it went out of my head. Oh, okay. Fair enough. We're at Best Days Vintage in Colchester, uh, and we're about to welcome on uh, the guys who own it to come on and talk, because they actually invited us... Well, they talked about coming on the podcast or doing something together, and I suggested, after seeing that like, Pet Needs have played here, that uh, oh, maybe it would be a good idea if we came here <laughs> and did a live one. So, um, yeah, can I welcome these guys on? Are you all right to jump yeah, up, yeah, fellas? Thank you, Pet Needs. Right, thank you, Pet Needs. Thank you. I had this idea. I had this idea that it would be like a variety show. Brilliant. We'd be doing like a variety show. I do a really good thing with like these nipple tassel things and this hula hoop thing. Uh, I didn't bring them, but I could probably like sort something out yeah. at the end. So, yeah, it would be a variety show with Brad's nipples. Um, they I are think, varied. Yeah. Well, mostly though, thanks to everyone for coming out. It's yeah, really I can't believe there's Thank actual people here. Thank you for coming along. Uh, we get to meet uh, Ellie for the first time. Who, Patreon. Anyone who listens to the podcast will know uh, that we often give Ellie a shout out because she's uh, a big supporter of ours. So, um, yeah, my name's Nick. I'm Nick Noise. Hi, and Nick Noise. Hunk of Burning Love is Brad Action. Hunk of Burning Love. Yeah, Hunk of Burning Love. <laughs> and uh, welcome to the guys from the shop, Steve. Hello. Hey. And Jess. Yes. I hope you guys don't mind, but in a weird Matrix kind of vibe, I'm Instagram living it right now. We're Instagram living. Hello, Instagram live. Hello. Hello to all two of them. Brilliant. Yeah. Hey guys, and they're here. They're at the back there. Yeah. That's the diss about our social media following, not yours. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. And then finally, enough, this is the first time I've done a podcast sober. Never done it sober before. I normally get it for a bottle and a half of wine. Yeah, that is even at Margate. We had a couple, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, and I, and I also smoke pretty much all the way through. Yeah, it's nice so to be able to see you. Yeah. Normally, this like, is quite rare. People think we've got a smoke machine, but we haven't. It's do you Nick. This is going to uh, improve your performance, or uh, no, no, it's going to make it. Yeah, I think it's going to make it a lot worse. <laughs> <laughs> a lot worse. Booze for me only makes everything better. 
which is uh, which is a problem in itself. <laughs> it certainly is. So we're in your amazing we shop, are. and I've already I keep looking around, seeing things. I'm purposefully not looking at them because I'm going to end up trying to buy them at the end. And I have put my coat down somewhere, and I don't know where it is. <laughs> we will. That's already <laughs> sold. <laughs> so just pick one up. Generally, I'll probably go out in a pair of dungarees. Yeah. Or Before it come off your shoulders, that was going to be gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got a tag on it. Yeah. It's somewhere. But, um, yeah, so we're in Colchester in your amazing shop. How long have you been going here? Seven, nearly seven years. Wow. Nearly seven years in November, yeah. Yeah, we've, um, we've been through our own little journey in life when it comes to running a shop. Um, life is, gets harder and harder, actually, as a business. But as people, we're trying to kind of, like, be better and better as people and as friends. That makes sense. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's been an interesting journey, and I feel like I've aged, like, 20 years in the <laughs> last seven it's like been quite stressful in times but yeah oh, we're still going yeah. still here it's, kind of, it's part of owning your own business they don't you don't kind of think of that when you have this idea oh yeah we'll start our own business that'll be fun just you know you basically never stop you kind of you take it home you can't clock out it's with you at all times What's interesting about this place is you do like teas and coffees, people drop in and you encourage people to come in and talk and be sort of themselves and not like a lot of people don't really spend that much time in shops but to be able, to be able to come here and look at clothes and have a coffee and a chat and everything else that's that's different in itself well, i think but like that's kind of what i was interested in because uh like when we kind of chatted or um or texted um i hate phoning people um and we yeah you you were like do you know what we're about it's like, oh, you sell vintage gear, didn't you? And yeah. it was like, no, no, there's a lot more to it than that. Um, and that was when it was like, oh, yeah, well, then we need to definitely do something. So can you tell us a bit, tell us about your kind of like, mental health angle that you've been working with? It's, it's one of the reasons that we've been really keen to kind of get involved with guys like you. Um, we've been really pushing the kind of media side of things, radio, because we're really trying to get this across to people because obviously we've been a shop, we're a clothes shop, we're a vintage clothes shop, you know. But we've, for the last year or so, we've been really focusing in on what we've realised over the last five or six years is really important to young people. And we've, we've, lost, we've lost a few people, like a couple of customers through suicide, which has been quite tough. Yeah, um, and we also, we meet people every single day and we know that young people go through a bit of a, it's hard enough as it is as a young person when we were kids, yeah, before social media mm. and what it's like from now. Um, so we started this journey about a year ago. We sat down as two friends above business owners and said, what can we do as people to kind of try and make, make a bit of a difference and try for our own sanity as well to kind of think, what can we do? So we kind of, kind of struck up on this like mission mission statement, which is a bit cheesy, a bit corporate, but it basically is. And it's like, it's written on the door there because um, we wanted people to know it's there all the time. So basically it means... Every young per- everything, every young person deserves to be heard and understood. Mm-hmm. So we, with us, you get feel-good clothing and positive well-being so that basically young people can be their best self. Um, and we try our best to kind of create that environment in store. And as Jez once said when we first went down this road, he said, I really try to make people feel better. So when they come in the shop and when they leave, they feel better about themselves and about just the journey not just because they're just leaving the shop that they feel better <laughs> how do you do that though? that does happen mostly just but you you engage them basically you kind of you say hello as they come in and then you know not everyone wants to to talk to you and open up but most people do most people you get into a conversation with them and they're quite quick to sort of tell you about any issues they might have or kind of what what's getting them down or whatever and you you know we've tried to create a safe space 
but people feel like feel comfortable to you know open up a bit to us and we we just listen really that's that's the key and you find they do are people happy to yeah like we pretty early on somebody came in a couple of days after they'd been in for the first time they said you know you guys really really made me feel better and from then on in it was like well that's what this is what we got to do amazing this game on yeah i kind of think like the main thing is is um if people when i feel like shit um like i might have i would normally go for a phase like i go for a cycle of uh like initially i'm like uh i'll keep it to myself yep and i'm like and then that turns into uh i feel shit to oh you're a cunt <laughs> and then that's my head just going ah and then um, and then i just then i end up talking about it and i instantly feel better and the minute i blurted it out i feel better i'm sorry about that i really felt the need to say the c word oh yeah i, think I was going to say an there might be swearing there ain't There's any kids is there right, yeah. i'm sorry i won't if you don't like the words like fuck or shit or cunt or whatever you're gonna have to just stand at the back but on the serious point of that actually just by saying saying things aloud like we're sociable animals we need to be we need to talk uh, and even if you're not talking about the thing that's upsetting you just kind of conversing yeah. can make you feel better anyway. Totally. Often, often we're not talking about big issues. We're just talking about what you know, whatever. Just chatting, chatting shit. But it it makes people feel better. There's somebody's giving, and you've got to give them your attention. You can't. There's no lip service. You've got to really listen. That that's what everybody wants. I think the older I get, the more I realise this that everyone has got issues. However yeah, much yeah. they hide it, however small they are or big they are, everyone's got fucking issues. And all everyone wants is for someone to listen to them and to properly listen. Not yeah, just in the be... world where people don't listen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In yeah. the world where we're listening and less and less. We've been, we've been doing like mentoring training as part of this this journey that we're on. Um, and Jez has got further than I am um, in it. <laughs> but as part of what Jez has been saying, he said that one of the things that is really important as a mentor is to actually learn to listen. Yeah, and that's, that's, very that's easy. the biggest easy thing to I say. take away. Is that they, they sort of told me about all these blocks to listening. And there were so many things that just rang true. Like when you're talking to someone, am I just thinking about what I'm about to say next? Like rehearsing it in my head, thinking about a joke that I've got coming up, mm-hmm. yep. like my part in the conversation, or am I actually giving them my undivided so attention? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. My brain's just going, right, when's it going to come back to me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's, being a podcaster, that must be, you know, you've got to be... Ready, ready so. to say something we funny so. all the time, yeah, right? So, not. Yeah. so <laughs> what was it that... So, because I, I, I generally, from my experience, people don't come to having those kind of thoughts that you want to kind of help without having some shitty experiences of your own that bring you to that point. And I, I, as you said, I, you, everyone's, everyone's... There's very few people, you know, who, have, who aren't struggling in some way, shape or form. Or haven't struggled in some way, yep. shape, or form. So everyone's got their story, and I, like that's what, that fascinates me. That's mm. why we do it. I mean. So what brought you to it then, Jess? Well, for me, like the my lowest point was when, like me and Steve used to. This kind of how the business started. We were in a band together, and then the band didn't end up how we wanted it to. And then we thought, well, what should we do? Let's open a open a vintage club shop. That was like our plan B. But when the band first split up, I didn't have a fucking clue what I was going to do with my life. And that, so was that, that what? was my... Was that like six years ago then? Yeah, Not seven. Long off, yeah. Yeah, seven really? years. Yeah. And yeah, I, I'd had, I spent pretty much my whole 20s thinking, well, this is what I'm going to 
this was back in the day where you could actually make a living from music. No one buys music anymore. So did I, you make a living from it? Then? No, no, never. That was the problem. That was the problem. But we were we were on the fucking cusp of it, and it was yeah. so frustrating. There, you know, we had labels and all that kind of stuff, but it never we never broke through. And then it's we split up, and I yeah, just I had no practical skills. I just couldn't sleep. I just that was it. My mind just wouldn't switch off, and I was yeah, that was that was that was my low point, and that's what I that's what enables me to empathise with people who are going. That's that's kind of my low point that I go back to. Do you use your? Do you use? Sorry, I, I don't even know how to choose these, but do you use your low point when you're? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That's what I. Like that's what I. Out. That's my go-to. That's what I think about when I try and empathise with somebody who's feeling low. But I know, like Steve, Steve more recently has gone through dark times. Did you? Have, did you struggle then when like, the band kind of ended? Uh, he wasn't that bothered. <laughs> I think he was glad. Uh, I threw my toy, <laughs> I threw my toys out of the pram once or twice, but. Yeah. I found life more difficult running a business. Yeah. <laughs> Mentally, like it's fucking difficult. It's struggling and worrying about. I hate talking about money, yet I spend my whole time talking about bloody money all the mm. time. Where is it coming from? How am I going to pay the guys? How are we going to pay the rent? How are we going to? Where's why? How come we're twenty percent down or whatever <laughs> it might be? It's and it, I beat myself up over it because I think, what am I doing wrong as a person? Why am I not good enough to? make a success of his business and whatever people say you know you know what the outside looking in it's this is kind of how i look at it and i feel responsible for like my best friend and his family i'm responsible for my brother i feel responsible for my own family and i've had some really low moments with this with this business it's really taken its toll on me personally which is kind of why we decided to change completely change how we how what we care about and so when we sat down, which is about a year ago, and we spoke about as two friends saying, what can we do differently as a friendship to best buddies? Like, stop talking about money. Let's talk more about how can help people. We text each other like once a week and say, how can we help someone today? Or Amazing. Um, we've got like a few key actions in this shop, which we try to do. Like, it's difficult, but we try like, I feel like I'm programmed. Like I was saying earlier, like I, we try to ask everyone who comes in how their day's been. Like really simple things, yeah. but just little openings, just to ask them and say, how's your day been? And most people say, fine, thanks. But every now and then you might get someone that goes, thanks for asking. This is kind of what's happening, you know? Wow. We try to non-gender people because we upset someone um, who felt like we'd gendered them, blah, blah, blah. Um, misgendered. misgendered them, that's the phrase. So we're trying as, as actions in the shop to kind of be respectful to people's mental health and their feelings and how they go. Um, we try, like we write, in, we write it up and all up there. So we say we're quick to listen and slow to speak. We try to spread positivity like confetti and we try to have no judgment on what people come in, which I think most of the time is what young people kind of want is mm. not to be judged and to be accepted, you know. And when you're like a 15 or a 14 year old, we all remember this, because hey, we're all probably a bit older, but when you're 14 or 15 oh. year olds, you're desperate to be accepted and we're 40 year old men and we try and be cool. We try to be kind of open and I really hope that people respect the fact that we treat them like adults when they come into the shop and we treat them with respect and we ask them, we chat and we have a laugh and we really try to kind of create a community. Everything we do is for young people. It literally everything we do in this business, whatever it is, we always ask ourselves 
is this is this right for our young is this right for our young people that come into the shop? It's amazing because it's totally opposite to probably ninety percent of the other shops you go into in the high street, because it, where it'd be sales and right sort of music as loud as possible and stuff like that. It's kind of like it's pioneering, I guess. I don't maybe I don't know. I mean, part of me always sorry, I'm yakking on, but oh, part of me yeah. is really genuinely aware that we don't want to be feeding the line as a business yeah because we've i mean we've all we've all been watching like um the adverts now hey news and like can i say brand names or anything like, yeah, yeah 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 tesco's are doing this or <laughs> dove are doing this you know it's like and it feels like a line half the time right it feels like it's marketing guys have gone right yeah what's the latest fad we, need, we need to talk fad? about we mental health this. we need to get on it. um yeah. I don't believe half the companies that talk about these things. I just don't. Now I've and often wondered, like, Bartley has changed their logo to, like, the rainbow logo during um, yeah, exactly. like, certain weeks and stuff like that. And I just, it is a bit kind of... It doesn't ring true, does it? It's it great that it is track. kind of raising awareness to a degree, yeah. but it, it is knee-jerk. It but is. you have to have, you have to practice what you preach. Yeah. And you have to be able to kind of have action above your words. And one of the reasons that me and Jess spoke about this, because we both really wanted to believe in this like personally genuinely believe in it as people yeah it's got it's got to come from a place of authenticity because people can see through that shit you know Mm. yeah and so like as people like we said we've been training this mentoring thing and we're trying to as people we're going off and we're learning to be professional friends with like um a charity called kids inspire which is like with young people that really need a bit of help and we try and like as in our personal lives so we spend an hour a week with like a young person 22 weeks to a year depending on how much help they need and we get skills to learn how to kind of like translate that to our business but also as people we're trying to kind of improve ourselves and I think that that's kind of what I believe what you have to do as a business you have to kind of you've got to do more than just feed lip service and all the stuff are different you know so like the guys who work in our business some of them accept some of what we've, we've changed but not all of what we've changed you know and so we Jez and I have like jumped into this both feet we've gone balls deep balls deep balls deep into into young people mental health the best of the deeps (laughs) but uh, yeah the guys who work with us some of the the actions that we do like they're a bit bit sceptical aren't they They sometimes yeah they can't figure out how they could apply that to like working online for example where it's only emails we don't speak to people how could this you're in the shop at the time you see it but we just deal with customers and like so we've worked with them on how we can kind of like change that attitude towards a customer email is like it might to to be you go oh you know here we go someone's moaning but for us we should see that as being this person's got an issue they need resolving Mm. and it will help them with their day because they're worried about this just a little bit of kindness goes so far i think if you try and come from a stance of kindness pretty much with everything it's so much like it's really not that hard to do uh, and if you just kind of assume that everyone else is having it, they like, are having a shit day, then when you speak to them, if they're being an ass, you're like, well, they're probably having a shit yep. day. I won't be an ass back. You know, like I won't escalate it. Why? No, because nothing good. Yeah, that? nothing good's going to yeah. come from that. And, and I, I find myself saying all the time, like, uh, like say something to wind me up, and I'm like, why do I give a shit? I don't give a shit. I don't get like it. Does, it doesn't impact on me. So why am I getting wound up? And then I just find myself coming back to that more. Well, let's just try to be nice to each other. Yeah. It's not fucking hard. It's funny. It saying, you were saying, Steve, that um, 
that uh, like it kind of it um, resonated with me when you were saying um, everything you were doing was making you feel not good enough, and like how, how when you're having when things are going wrong, you tend to turn it into you. It's like you might go through like some people. Some people are like they will blame the world and they're like it's everyone else's fault. But if you're anything like me and probably anything like us, uh, it ends up being I'm shit. Like every, that's me. Everything yeah, is like, personally. Oh yeah, right. You know, like oh yeah, that went wrong. That's because you're a piece of shit. And like, and that it just it, everything comes back down to you are a piece of shit. You don't deserve it. But like, it's not true, is it? And like the thing is, when you do things like what you're doing, you're proving that you're not a piece of shit. You know, you're you're going out there going, I actually like you know, you're, you're proving to yourself, and that makes you feel better. Mm. Like for me, like doing this makes me feel better. Like uh, just because um, you know, I'm you can't be an arsehole if you're trying to kind of help people yep. kind of talk more Good openly things. about mental health. <laughs> you know, so then I'm like, well, I can't be that shit. That makes me feel better. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. A, anything that makes you feel better, I think. Can't go wrong. You should do it. I, Except for heroin. Yeah. <laughs> See, I've been watching it's this really Moore-ish. good thing. Yeah. I've been watching this thing. Uh, it's called The Soft White Underbelly. Has anyone seen it? It's on YouTube. It's a series. Uh, and this guy goes to LA and he goes uh, and he interviews people on Skid Row in LA. Um, like sometimes they're like ten minutes, sometimes they're an hour, and he interviews a vast array of people. The vast array of people are homeless or they're like you know they're addicted to crystal meth, etc. Some then he also interviews like gangsters and that as well. It's fucking fascinating. It really is. Um, but the bit about when people talk about their story. So even like the people who become gangsters, they tend to have gone through something pretty terrible to take them to that point, which pushes them over the edge to being awful to people. And uh, and all like the drug users and everyone, the uh, homeless people, have all been through something dreadful that's taken them to that point that they need to escape. And um, I recommend it. Oh, it's a tangent, but it's really really good. And um, I was nearly crying today, and I can't cry. I, that's even like that uh, sounds a bit controversial, but even like serial killers generally aren't yeah yeah born bad yeah exactly it's they're they're a product of their environment and isn't it like more often than not it's to do with like their upbringing their relationship with their parents that it's like these catalysts and like this so kind of much like power like and the view on the world so much and comes back to like their parent uh, their parents and their, their upbringing most people are like you know addicted to something right saying terrible mm. happen because you have to fucking escape it's like I can't handle my brain <laughs> just dreadful so are you are you feeling better now are you, are you, do you feel like you're you've come through I still have my moments like I don't know everyone calls it something different I call it my rain cloud um, where I feel like I spend my time when I'm feeling really low I feel like I'm walking my whole life under a grey rain cloud that I cannot seem to be able to shake. Yeah, it makes and sense. And it just fucking sucks. And no mm. matter what I try to do, it's like, oh, I have to filter. You know, like you put your Instagram filter on and it's like, go to grey. And whatever you look at, for me, sometimes when I'm feeling really low, that's what I'm going through. Mm. It's like a grey or grey filter or a rain cloud. Um, but yeah, I've, I've been feeling much better for a while. Um, and I've got some challenges in my personal life as well, which normally would maybe send me down into like a lower scope or like with work, um, 
there's a few things happened recently which normally would send me down into the rain cloud. But maybe doing this sort of stuff and having a mission and having a focus on helping people and feeling like positive towards this this business again for whatever reason, I feel like I haven't gone down there, no. I don't know about you because I was talking to Jeremy about this outside, big up Jezza is at the back, um, that once you start talking and looking into inwards and yourself and trying to sort of unravel everything it's almost like we were saying like the floodgates open and it, at times it can feel like it's worse and like ignorance might be bliss and you think oh, i wish i could just go back to like not giving a fuck but it's when it it's kind of like part of that process of like the uh, taking all the layers off and everything else i find that like one day you're having a kind of bad day and you think oh, what's all this about but it's because you're kind of in that mindset and kind of working it all out kind of thing have you um like, have you guys kind of like looked at into it more to kind of figure out why? Because you know, like things you were talking about, especially seems to be like that's kind of a mindset, and like thinking about where that mindset comes from. Because obviously, I've done it, and I blame my dad. He <laughs> <laughs> don't like me saying that. <laughs> Thanks for listening, though. <laughs> <laughs> Keep the ratings up. Yeah, you, know I mean? like, you kind of look into it, and then you start making sense of to why you're fucking why you're struggling with life, and you're like, right, so that happened and that happened. And like for me, it was nothing dramatic, you know, nothing dramatic at all. But you could see how like a trickle effect that essentially then kind of twist you, twist your kind of perception on the world. Like that's totally happened with me. And I just wondered if, like, if you've ever like kind of looked into it, like, because you, if, apart from that period where you kind of felt really down then, mm-hmm. have you, if, was that the only time you've had like a real dark period? Yep. And I and I thank my lucky stars because I've I've seen up close what Steve what Steve's been through, and I, if anything, it's just made me cherish what I've got, and I don't yeah. take for granted because I've got you know wife and two kids, and I've, you know. I know I've got. I'm, I know I'm blessed, and I I try and cherish that every day and not take it for granted. But yeah, I, that that's as low as I felt, and I sometimes feel guilty f- that I feel so positive yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah, it's bang out of order, isn't it? It's bang out of order. But I do. I guess I kind of have a, feel a bit of a kinship when when you're talking about. It. Because I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I like, I can yeah. totally. He doesn't have a miserable twat. There he is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a lot of people say I was a miserable twat. Well, it sounds it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Just miserable you on your days. Right, I don't think you're miserable anymore. No, I, I tell you what, I, like in the last year, I've I've really since been doing this, I I haven't really had any real down periods, and I used to, I'd go a year sometimes. Oh. Two, it's weird polar to that since like, I've been doing this I've probably had about four proper breakdowns I don't yeah, know what's yeah. <laughs> going on there I might try something else <laughs> really good it's all you. the stress of all this equipment you got yeah to probably up. it's yeah. pretty That's heavy yeah. I was just swan in <laughs> yeah. I, went, I went to a counsellor once uh, and I sat there and I tried to be honest and I was like I need to be honest here because I've I've put myself out with this one because I've always been like, nah. But I thought, okay, I'm gonna go. And I sat there, and I talked to this lady, and I, and I, I was chatting to her, and I could see her like looking at the clock every like five minutes, and no it pissed way, me off. Wow. And I thought, you know what? It didn't feel right to me. Like I know a lot of people like with counselling, they feel right, but I just kept seeing her going, this is just your job, like and. 
I just felt a bit phony about the whole thing. The thing is, it's a relationship. Like, if you were starting work with that lady, yeah. like, you wouldn't, you would just leave that job and you would go and kind of do something else. And I think it's it's difficult. That's so bad. It's just, just sitting there looking at the watch. So it yeah, needs to be yeah, as like open she's, as she's possible. Be, it's been all subtle about it, like, kind of like little slug. Like, I mean, I know she's got on the clock and she has to be there, but I just felt like that was a real eye-opener for me going... Mm. This is like that's a, just a job. It's like yeah, going to see a strip care. off or something, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, you're paying for it. It's, yeah. not, it's not quite as good. Yeah, <laughs> that's just rough of it though. And I just think there's there's millions of people who would have had that same experience yeah. and potentially loads of people with that same person, and they're still fucking really struggling in their lives because that fucking arsehole made no effort. Mm. It I really fucks know. me I, off. I, that, I though, find it harsh to say that because like. But also, you did turn up the next week, but you got the wrong time, hadn't you? And yeah. that's, that's what put you off yeah, going again. As well. <laughs> yeah. He was like an hour early, and so he just went home. Yeah. And he hasn't been since. I have had exactly that experience with therapy before, and I've also had that same experience <laughs> where like, they were coming to my house, and uh, I wasn't there. Uh, and then I was like, well, I can't ring them again. Then, it's too embarrassing. But over the years, I've, heard, I've been in and out of therapy for fucking 30 years. And in that time, uh, like I've had had those exact same experiences, um, and then one day, like you, you know, I, I might I might go like six months with a therapist, and then like, it ends, and I'm like, thank fuck for that, because I feel like I've just had to go through it, you know. Although I know it's not really working, and then one day, like, and then I've I've had a number of really good ones, and that is the bit when it kind of just clicks, and you're like, right, they've got me. Yeah. They're not doing that, and then you just go. Bleh. That's when it all comes out. And then and then it works. So like Mark, I often say to people, right, if that person don't work, then you just need to get another person. And it can be really hard because you know you've got to start all over again, right? You have to start well, the full. You've got to start yeah. the relationship from scratch again. Yeah, but if you but then if you've only seen them once, mm. and it's like go back and say, can I see someone else? But the problem is, is that our system's not really set up that well to do that. It's not that easy, you know. Like you. A lot of the time, if you go through the NHS, you have to have who you're given. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, sometimes you, you just have to be a bit assertive. I've just finished a run of it, and it's it's all right, it's good, but I found it, like, I wanted to deep dive into all the other stuff, like get to the crux of the problem, and she was she was okay and interested in everything that was going on, but we spoke more about my diet, because I'm a fat fuck, <laughs> Um, and what what was affecting, like I was drinking loads of coffee and stuff like that, and what was affecting my day-to-day kind of thing. What I really wanted to know was, because when you have, is it CBT, it's like six CBT sessions or 12 sessions or whatever. Focused, and the problem is, is that if you've got a proper issue going on, uh, you, there, there is no kind of solution. No, it's like surface, that. You just surface. Need to say like it the top needs layer. To make sense of it. Mm. I've been having psychotherapy for two years. Mm. Like, I've known people about it for 10 years. And it's like, and that's when you do do it. You're like deep dive. This is what when you try and get to the bottom of it. And sometimes it makes you feel dreadful. There's no one stop solution, no, is not. there? It's different for so everyone. So I just say, like, just don't give up. You know, like that might not have worked. Leave it six months and go and try again. I'm always like, yeah, the, the, the problem is, is there's things there. You know, like medication. You're not feeling good. Go to the doctor and get medication. But mm. like, even even someone I like to think I'm fairly woke. You're a woke bloke. Yeah, I'm a woke bloke. Uh, but even for me, like, I feel the stigma when I'm going in there. As much as I'm like, oh, I refuse to feel the fucking stigma. I'm a fucking mental health pioneer. 
haven't got a fucking podcast. <laughs> you know, like, I, I still feel the stigma. I still get nervous, you know. I, I still struggle to be assertive. But I just see it as, like, it's like you're, you're almost walking through, through it. You have to fight for your brain. Mm. We, have, we have discussions. I've got a couple of friends who struggle mentally as well with anxiety through work and stuff and both of them are taking medication one of them has basically said to me that he said it's helped it's really helped him to think clearly yeah. and he said all the shit that work particularly work would like pile on top of him he'd be like i cannot cope with this he now is able to take a step back and go right i can actually think my way around this around this issue now and the other, we have spoke to the other one and we spoke and his wife's always like, if you can, why not? You can take a, take one tablet a day for the rest of your life that's going to help you think more clearly and be a better, be a better version of you or it's going to help you to kind of be a more positive person of you. Why wouldn't you do it? Because mm. I've always had a bit of a stigma about, I don't know if I could be doing that, going down that road of tablets because I feel like it's not for me or I'm worried about doing it. I'm worried where it might lead or where it might take me. But these guys have both been like real pioneers. What do you worry about? I worry about getting addicted to it. I worry about I'm not in control of my own kind of destiny, I guess. Yeah, I felt exactly the same. When I started taking them, was it last year, just as we started doing this? And it is exactly that. It's the best way to describe it. Where normally everything is right in front of you on top when you've got like work and kids and this happening, that happening and like the world's fucked anyway and it all seems on top yeah. it literally it does it puts like it's like you can sort of step back and yeah. say right i'm gonna park that i'm not gonna deal with that and forget that and finish with that right i'm just gonna i'm gonna take what i can deal with and just deal with that little bit and it really it does it did help me i'm just i'm petering said, off yeah. now i'm coming off the other side of it that's but what it he kind said. of gets you to a point where you can deal with things mm. it just mm. takes it almost takes the weight off it's the control isn't it it's like you it feel like your life you, really won't. I, and, and the other thing is um like it's not like they're not like you know when you do drugs and they're really good you know generally no, he, do, he doesn't know nice. about that that's one thing drugs. I expected I was disappointed I thought I was going to sort of take yeah, a couple yeah. of tablets and be like hey fucking come on everyone have like, nothing like that at all I quite enjoyed that yeah <laughs> uh, but then it calms down and you just feel pretty normal but you just but for some reason like the fog is lifted yeah. It really, really helps. I swear by it. I'm on fucking loads of meds. <laughs> I really am. Morning and night, believe. I went running. Yeah, that, that yeah really a lot of people say that helps. Really good to do. Yeah. Yeah, buddy woke me up again. I think about four o'clock yesterday morning and said, Dad, do you fancy going for a jog? I was like, fancy? No. But obviously, I've got a lead by example. He's only five. So literally just kept my He's five and on. he wanted to go for a jog? Yeah. I don't know what's wrong with him. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> and I think I need to lead by example because I yep. used to run a little bit and he has seen me do it before and he did get us out once before. It was in January. It's freezing. Um, and yeah, literally left my pyjamas on, chucked my shoes on, went for a run. I did feel good afterwards. It ruined me for the rest of the day. Yeah. But I had that inkling of thinking... Pulled a muscle. Yeah, and my knees are fucked. Um, but... That that little feeling of like ah, that, that a split second of like oh, I remember this feeling. I didn't stretch. I, I'd never stretch. I should do. Yeah, <laughs> I stretch that bit every day. Um, but I remember thinking, yeah, I should be doing more for myself. Even just taking time to go for a run is really important because you're not getting shouted at and no one's on the phone or anything else. And it don't have to be a run. It could be anything. Playing music or just taking time to read a book yeah, yeah. or something. Which 
Yeah, I have. And I, I love it. I'm a massive advocate for it. I don't do it enough because I'd get woken up by kids at four o'clock in the morning and, to, and they want to go for a run. Um, but <laughs> what, I, what I found is it doesn't have to be sort of sitting on a rug saying um and like uh, you don't have to like go and do it you can literally like i've managed to get it to the point where i can sit in traffic or sit on a, a noisy bus and because one of the couple two of my breakdowns have been on noisy trains i wanted to stab everyone with screwdrivers and luckily i didn't um but th that one of the things i worked on was having to do it in public places and it, it almost become like a necessity and like just being able to sort of shut my eyes for a minute I won't do it now because I won't have anything to say. But and just taking myself out of the room and just even just breathing properly for a couple of minutes. Can you do it and I'll describe it. I'll describe what I see. What now? No, I'll just be sitting with my eyes closed. It won't be great. I'm not going to like lift <laughs> up. Great, right. It's great podcast. Yeah, podcast gold. <laughs> but I think you raise a good point, and I think like a lot of people keep themselves sane through like going for a run and exercise mm. and like, I think the thing is it doesn't need to always be shit loads of medication it that needs to always be loads of therapy if you find something that works for you then, 100%. then you grab it and also like that's I think that's the thing people often think I do think running you know exercise uh, releases serotonin and mm -hmm. makes you feel better um, but there is something to be said to taking time out and doing something you like doing. Yeah, for yourself. Yeah, engaging with your core beliefs. Yeah, we that's very touched on that the other day as well, didn't we? And something I've found as well is allowing yourself to have a bad day. So I tried to cut down on coffee. I was having like 11, 12 a day just because I was in and it was just there and it was easy to do and it wasn't alcohol or drugs and I was allowed to do it during the day. So I was just smashing loads back. And then I had a point where I went completely opposite and didn't have any food or drink for about three days. I was trying to fast and clean, clean everything out of my system. And then I, obviously once I'd done that, I just completely relaxed and ended up drinking loads of coffee again. And I got to a point where I was like, why am I doing this to myself? I should have just, one day I'm just going to drink loads of coffee. Like who actually in the whole scope of the universe gives a fuck? Yeah. I'm still alive. I know it's not that great for me. Tomorrow I'll just cut down and have one in the morning or whatever. It's just allowing yourself to have a shit day. If you don't want to get up or you don't want to go to work, don't do it. It's, it's simple the, as that. The 80-20 thing. That's so, right, yeah. Uh, so, so for 80% of the time, um, as long as you're kind of like not doing loads of drugs and eating loads or whatever, um, then you, rather than deny yourself, because if you deny yourself, you'll desperately want to do it the whole time, and then when you can, you'll just go mentally. Don't yeah. deny yourself. You allow yourself 20%. So, yeah, you know, drink at the weekends, but maybe not drink in the week kind of thing. That's what I do. So I don't actually deny myself much at See, all. I was doing that, but I got the 80 and the 20 yeah, you, round yeah. the wrong <laughs> way. You're getting the other way around. Yeah. Like that 20% though. This is 80% of everything in the cupboard. Do you, find, do you find that booze is like has a negative effect on you? Yeah. Uh, I don't think it does, but everyone around me tells me that it has. <laughs> Mostly like in the moment when I'm shouting at them and then the, certainly the next day. <laughs> When I wake up and they're like, oh, you were an absolute cunt this morning. I'm like, all right, buddy, we'll go for a run in a couple of minutes. Sorry, <laughs> 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 I didn't mean it. Lovely um, yeah, I, I, in the moment, I don't think it does. I feel like, still feel like a bit of a superhero that morning when I wake up, especially if I haven't got a hangover. I think, Fuck it, I drank loads last night. I'm still all right. And then, like, crash the car. But <laughs> like, the, it's the days afterwards. So we used to have, like, come down Wednesdays. When we used to, like, drink and do drugs Friday, Saturday and Sunday, Monday would still be all right because it's in your system. Tuesday wouldn't be too bad you might be able to just do another bump and carry on but Wednesday was like major come down day and all my arguments were always around Wednesday and it's only when I started to notice that that you kind of notice that there's a problem I notice it 
I I drank every day for ten years, and um, and it really fucked my head up. Like, like I also smoked loads of gear and that as well. But uh, like I was really ill in those ten years. Isn't it like physically and mentally, I was a mess. Um, but what I notice now is that so uh, I really because of the meds I'm on, I shouldn't drink at all um, because it kind of counters the meds. It, it almost kind of wipes them out. Yeah. But like I can't really bring myself to do that. So I'll drink on a Friday and a Saturday night, uh, and then Sunday I normally feel miserable as shit, and Monday I feel really depressed. And it's almost like I just I know that's going to happen. So Do you just accept that. Man? I see Part that of your as life. acceptable because otherwise uh, there'd be no point of a weekend. That's how it feels to me. It's just and part it's of the process. Like, mm. I can't. It's almost like I let. It's for me. It's like right. I, I don't drink every day anymore, and I haven't drunk every day for. Like, getting on to 20 years I guess but in that but I, I haven't been able to let like I haven't gone a week without drinking like, I, I can't let go of that last thing and it's like it's alright it's acceptable but it definitely makes me feel worse it definitely definitely impacts on my mental health yeah. but I've come to put you know you're saying like I accept that I'll have two bad days a week two bad two at least two days of the week I'm going to feel depressed um, but I don't feel so depressed that I want to die and that's fucking progress. Mm, it's a result. Yeah. So I just think take action, Steve. Mm. Sounds like you need to take action. Right now. Right yeah. now. Right now. Yeah. But what I would say is Yes. Um the good thing about meds though, you can do you can uh, go to the doctor and give you medication, it'll make you feel better. Um and like you might just do like have meds for six months. Like it's quite then you kind of trial off and go back to normal. Mm. Sometimes meds are really good just for getting you through that really difficult period if you're really struggling. Mm -hmm. That's when meds can be perfect. You know, everyone has to make their own decision, but it sometimes can just get you through that hard bit so that you can actually start to see things for what they are rather than, you know, for what your head's telling you because your head's going to tell you the wrong shit all the time. All the time. Are you in control of your brain or is your brain in control of you? <laughs> exactly. You, well, in theory, we are in charge of our brain. Um, but you I don't have to listen to it. Don't, yeah. don't realise they are. Because mm. your brain is, uh, all your brain's doing is trying to protect you. That's all it's trying to do. Uh, every minute of every part of the day is trying to protect you. It doesn't need to protect you. So, you, you know, it doesn't need to. You know, we, we are not, we're not going to get eaten by elephants. We might do. There are some just around yeah. there, the zoo. Oh, there is a zoo here. Yes. Yeah, it's a very good zoo. So over the course, I know you've only been thinking about mental health in shop-wise in the last sort of year or so, but over the course of sort of six, seven years, have you seen like a change in the the way people are as they come into the shop? Because I feel like everybody is miserable as sin lately, <laughs> like this last sort of year or two. Yeah, it's true. It's Brexit and it's climate change. They're the like that's another thing I've learned of late is trying to stop worrying about the big, the big things. Mm. Like I'm, I'm addicted to Twitter. I freely admit that I can't give it up, mm. and it, it drives me insane. But I can't, I can't stop scrolling through and looking at all this fucking shit and these opinions that people have that drive me mad. But mm. it's, it's so negative as well. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. So Some of it's because positive. If you give yourself shit, shit is yeah. what comes out. Yeah. This is one of the thoughts that I have about is this always been here or is like with like challenging mental health for young people or is it something that's kind of got worse and worse or is it like a, is it like a self kind of 
respect. Yeah, I understand like, that. Like, is it because people are talking about it? People are looking for it more. Were people having these conversations in the sixties and seventies, but they weren't really well, listening to? When I was a young man, like like no, in the nineties, like I don't remember kind of talking about no mental health at all when I was like sixteen years old. Mm. I did. <laughs> when I was nine, I actually started talking about it to a therapist. <laughs> but uh, but certainly, I've noticed this, uh, the different the, st- the stigmas have relaxed. People are much uh, people are much more open about this stuff. I mean, look at we're sitting here talking about it now. Mm. People do talk about it now when they didn't before. Um, but the issue has always been there. Of course, it yep. is. It's yeah. just they used to put you in an asylum or. Or whatever yeah. to buried, separate, you buried him, or you out. didn't realize what it was. You just yeah. thought you were just feeling low. Or... And there are different issues. There, there was always this. Like I said, everyone's always had issues, however well they hide them. Now there are different. Now we know more about the world, and the bigger issues, like like I say, climate change, those those kind of things, those are the things that keep me up at night. But it, you can drive yourself mad. Mm. But you just got to. I think you got to focus on your little piece of the world and you can't worry too much about the big things I know it's easier said than done but that's what I try and remind myself no I agree be the change that you want to see in the world is it I think yeah Mm. Yeah. just spread a little kindness around your little patch and then hope that everybody else does the same and it actually goes a long way oh totally I think it does if you you were just driving nice a bit more often and try not to judge so much uh, like that kind of goes a long way I really do think it does it's, I also feel that's social media, you know, <laughs> social media, but <laughs> it's difficult for young people because <laughs> when we were like, it's like the voice, yeah. but when we were like, when I was like 16 years old, if I was having issues at school or whatever it might have been, I'd go home to my mum and dad's house, parents' house, whatever it might be, and then door closed, done. You wouldn't, it was, that's kind of the end of it, right? Mm. But now we're, we're all of us. It's always with you, from yeah. Eleven years old it's now. It's with you at home, iPhones. Yeah. You're getting bombarded on. If you're getting bullied at school, or you're you're worrying about this, or you're worrying about that, it's, there's no escape. And I yeah. think that the, maybe the difference now is that it's a twenty-four-seven almost relentless battering for young Constant people bullying. who are also going yeah, through you, a change, it, like a physical change, mm-hmm. in their, themselves as well, and they're trying to find their place in the world. Used to be if you if you were being bullied, at least you had a safe place at home where yeah. you weren't. But now it's there it's there in the palm of your hand. Yeah, yeah, you're not true. just being bullied though, you're also having being told you should do it like this. You yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. should be like that. Mm. Like, I mean that's that's one of the things that really fucked me up. It's, you know, you should, you should, you should. And you think it doesn't need to even just be that, does it? It's just you constantly got this thing in front of you going, Well, you should have your you know, you yeah, should you, look like this vision of beauty. You have the constant reminder, you constantly almost encouraged to compare your life yeah. to someone else's and that person's life is isn't is a fantasy mm. but you to a young mind you, you don't you don't kind of consciously think that you don't think oh that's filtered or yeah, you know but are we are we just being old farts <laughs> are we no but like seriously are we maybe, yeah maybe they're more clued you know, up like, than we think a, like you know we grew up with tv there was always magazines mm-hmm. and things like that there was all these kind of you have posters on your wall you know i always wanted to look like richard Ashcroft. You know, like, I, I always wanted to really? look like people in Why? bands. Because Richard Ashcroft is a fucking living god. He's, <laughs> he's a cool dude. But, but you know what? You always, but like, you still, like, that still went on. I mean, didn't have that. True. Just, but that was kind of icons. Now it's like the girl next door has got like 5,000 followers yeah, on Instagram. Yeah. It's kind of. Yeah. We, I mean, 
that's Every, true. everyone it's wants to be a star thing, now. It's the light thing. We're yeah. all trying to justify our existence by how many likes we got. Yeah. And I don't know about you guys, but I swear to God that we do it. We've done. Oh, I've done a wicked post today, and I go, "Oh, fucking hell! I've only had like five <laughs> likes, yeah. or whatever it might be." We, as a band, I bet you guys in Pet Needs do it as well. Yeah, yeah. We talked about that, didn't we? And the guy watching, stop it. They yeah. are talking about dropping the likes on Instagram. I know they were actually going to get rid of the fact that you can, obviously, you can still like a picture, but it won't be shown how many likes something's got underneath because they are seeing a direct correlation between yeah. people essentially. Because people are addicted to it, right? Yeah, they, that feeling of Ooh, it is validation a feeling, it? It is a good feeling. You get dopamine. Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, it makes you feel good for a moment. Yeah, but um, like anything, it's been abused and it's been mistreated. Where money's involved as well, it's sort of. I still, but I, yeah, I don't know. I still think like uh, you know, like it's like when your nan goes, oh, there weren't paedophiles in my day. And like, well, they're fucking. They, uh, yeah, yeah, they were just. just Granddad yeah. was one for a start. <laughs> yeah. Everyone went, oh, it's just a bit funny, Granddad. Yeah. 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 You, know, but you know, like they did, and I and I think we're kind of in the same kind of place. Man. Yeah, you know, like, yep. it will be in years time. It'll be like. You know, oh, it's so bad. But I also think there's loads of good things about social media. Yeah, of, course, of, of course, of course. There's stuff to see. And I just think it's about adapting to the changes. And I think kids adapt to it so much better than we could possibly ever dream. Kids are sharp. Mm. And they're like, my yeah. experience, like, they're, they're sharp as hell. Yeah. And I think they kind of work around it really quickly and they get over it really quickly. I think a lot of the problem is bad news sells. So yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. lately Caroline Flack's obviously taken her own life and oh, there's kind of like the thing with the case going on, but they they reckon like 60, 70% of it is a result of all the backlash off of Twitter and everything else. And obviously only because Love Island, we mentioned like there's been like two or three people have killed themselves just in and around that kind of camp. Could be a complete coincidence. Um, we we know that I think it's gone up to like 16 men a day killing themselves yeah. in the UK. That you hear about that stuff because people like there are certain types of people that like to read the bad news, bad news sells kind of thing. So there is probably a, a kind of correlation with that, but. There are ways you can like get rid of all the most of the nasty stuff off social media and kind of like play, be ignorant kind of thing to it, but it's not you, always easy. Do you feel like because I feel like that we could spend six months plugging away as a business and you get like after like after like after like and you think hey is everything and you you becomes like except of course I should be getting likes for this. Mm-hmm. You get one negative comment yep. and it that's the one that stays with one you. One out of yeah. like die thousand whatever. Yeah. And that's the one that hits you, and that's the one you go, you take that to, you take that to heart, mm. and you think, and so imagine that, but on a industrial scale, <laughs> yeah, worldwide like, industrial scale, yeah. And celebrities use Twitter, for example, as an amazing marketing tool. Mm. Yeah, it gets your brand out there. I, I mean, I personally believe that everyone's got a kind of personal brand, the way they want to present themselves yeah. on social yeah, media. Totally yeah, good shout. I'm a funny guy. I'm a sexy guy. Mm. I'm a political guy. Whatever it might be, right? It's like everyone's I'm a got. Sexy guy. Yeah, yeah. 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 everyone's got a way to pr- promote themselves, and so with celebrityism, it's it's an amazing tool for like people to get their personalities out and their brand out. But it comes at a cost when 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 the going gets tough. You can get an absolute avalanche of of abuse. Thing is, as well, like it's a nice way. If you're shallow, of not shallow, but if you're a quite if you're a quite sensitive maybe. sensitive person, <laughs> yep. you. That'll, that'll hurt, you know. It is kind of like 
real life to a degree, but we can kind of take ourselves out of those situations because it's a nice way to interact with people and to get to know people. As we get to know people on Instagram and Facebook, like we feel like we know half of you because you're all our friends and family and no one else has come. But um, <laughs> the, it's a nice way to interact and it should be a nice, yep. it, like, it should be bringing people closer together. It should be a nice thing. Well, that's kind of what it was meant yeah. to be, wasn't it? And mm. then it obviously gets... Bastardised. Yeah. But yeah, I bet like you got like else. one yeah. or two kind of bits of negative comments about your podcast for example. Yeah, no. Not a yeah, single bit. I get a lot from Nick. Yeah. But you, like... would, you, you start wondering what am I doing wrong and you think it's yeah. just like one person and you go all the brilliant re- re- reviews you get or responses you only take one person to start 100%. making you doubt yourself. Mm. Yeah. That's the problem though isn't it? It's like uh, you end up it becomes about you. Mm. Yeah. And like in, in some ways it's like I, I, I just think I'm not that important, you know. Like you know, like you think in in the universe, you're fuck all. Mm. Not just why you. Look at, yeah, why are you looking at me? Wait, is it? <laughs> He's had like half a beer. Jeez. Can I really calm down? I, I've had a can of lager. <laughs> um, no, but it, seriously, seriously, uh, like I often kind of just think, why uh, no one. I think it's, I think it's very I, healthy to remind yourself say. how insignificant you yeah. are. Yeah. And it's like, so what does it matter? No. What does it really matter? Like Russell Brand talks about that a lot, and I completely agree with him. You know, it's like in the universe, you're a speck of nothing, and your lifespan is short and <laughs> insignificant. So you might as well try and do a bit, spend your time being nice, but you might as well not worry about what other people think of you. It's getting the balance, I think, as well, because I have yeah, moments can, where I... can make you an arsehole. Yeah, because I have moments where I think, oh, yeah, I am nothing in this world. I might as well just go out and do... <laughs> take all my clothes <laughs> off and, like, drive the car drunk. Yeah, and go on the killing spree. Yeah. yeah, and then you have a moment of thinking, oh, I've really fucked my life up again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. There's varying degrees in everything, though, isn't there? But I suppose it's that 80-20 thing again. I don't care what again. anyone thinks. It's 80% well, for me, I, I guess. I need to do 20% of just taking my clothes off. Yeah. You keep talking about taking your I don't just know. Just leave the socks on. Yeah. yeah. Shoes, socks, and dealer boots. Yeah. Nothing else. Yeah. That's I the look. Say, Brad's quite quick to take you like it'll, it'll take his top off. I love quickly. taking my clothes off. It, like, it, why, like, do you, why do you think that is? I don't know. I think Did because I've come off you? medication and I've had a hard couple of weeks. It's been rough, rough going. And yeah. I don't know, it just get makes naked. it easier just to take my clothes off. I, I get really like... hot as well. I'm hot all the time. <laughs> I run on hot. No, it's the opposite. I think I evoke like, sickness. You know, like when you smell something and then it makes you sick straight away. I think that's what people get from it. Certainly, yeah, I don't get that, but I think other people do. Well, let's find out. See, I want to know what I feel. I won't be able to do that. No, you're right, thanks. No, I've eaten 50 sausage rolls today. It's no way. See, if I take my clothes off, I just feel sexy. Yeah, but you are sexy, Nick. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how long we've got, but what I am interested in is um, like, what are the things you do that you think you do well to kind of stay on top of you know, your low periods? Like, how do you manage? My my technique is going out, walking in the countryside. That's that's my thing. Good shout. Any any time I feel low, get out there. The air feels cleaner. I just feel something about being close to nature without mm. sounding too hippie. There that is, gets me every time. There, there, it, 
when we when we had Eddie Temple Morrison, he did say that there is scientific fact like that like you know there's more oxygen and all those kind of things more you sunlight, get from I guess. being outside and mm. being around nature that actually makes you feel better. Yeah, vitamin D probably. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that 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 sorts me out every time so far. Good bit of advice. Yeah, I'd go for that. I like a long walk with clothes on, obviously. <laughs> I often feel like when I'm feeling really low, it's often to do with like a lack of control. This is not in my, I can't fix it straight away. It's like, especially with the business, for example, it's like this, the lack of money. How are we going to pay for this? How are we going to pay for that? How come we can't get it better? How come we, you know, whatever it might yeah. be. You know, Walking the country doesn't really fix no. that. <laughs> but it, it, I try to have to change my kind of mindset and I try my best. I've got like things like running. I don't run often, but I try to run when I'm feeling low. I've got a dog, so I walk my dog every morning Perfect, anyway. I'm outside yeah. regularly. Yeah, that's why mm. I've got a dog. Yeah, it's really it's good, good for that. that. He, he changed my life, this dog. Like, maybe I don't eat meat anymore. I, I'm more empathetic towards people and animals. I get up earlier. I go to bed earlier. I've met loads of people that I never would have met in my life, like older ladies. Yeah. I've got a crazy yeah, he's, he's, become a, he's become a romancer of the elderly. Yeah. Yeah. Do you say you've got a dog or doggy in this? Yeah, it's one of the byproducts. Really I've got my, late, my girls. Yeah. Yeah, we go for dinner sometimes. Nice. Yeah. Got, to, got to treat them. Yeah. But it's, it's all these sort of ways of looking at the world. I suppose the key thing for me is the way that I've changed this business, like I said before, is like changing our mindset towards why we exist as, a, as an organisation has really changed everything about how I feel about myself. Because whatever happens now, even if we go out of business, which is always likely because it's bloody hard work, unfortunately, it's always, we're not far away all the time. But I feel like at least if we do go down, we'll go down doing something positive and something that I really believed in and something that I loved. Yeah. yeah. And I'll feel like at least we tried. Yeah, I think it's a bit about kind of what, like, reevaluating what your purpose is. Mm. And then almost like, by doing that, mm-hmm. you realise that actually money and that you know it don't really make you happy you know we know like plenty things, of depressed rich people don't we yeah yeah mm. trinkets and you know things that you acquire you know like would you rather be happy would you rather be happy or rich yeah yeah rich I mean, and miserable yeah, or happy and rich. just getting by mm. and i know that i'd much rather be happy yeah 100 yeah, percent. amazing that was quite in-depth yeah. I think you might have sat on the timer because I think yeah, that's I over an hour. That, that's all right, though. Is it going? No, I don't think. No, the timer's not going. We've been here for I three have hours. One job. <laughs> one, no, two jobs. What's the other job? I talk the most. Oh yeah, yeah. Talk the and most and do the timer. Secondly, I have to do the timer. I'm just happy all this other stuff works. Yeah, it's just happy with all that. Right. Firstly, thank you for having yeah, us. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, Absolute you pleasure. Us. Your shop yeah. is amazing. And yeah, as I really? say, I probably will walk out with a different coat because I fucking lost mine. <laughs> um, and uh, are you going to... It's when's going to do his... I want you to do your song. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, do your song. Little... And then we're going to unveil the fire pit. So if you... I want um, Neil to unveil the fire pit. Do you want to do it, Neil? When, um, when, you're, when he's done his song... When um, we finish, everyone needs to go on their phone, go on to Instagram, Facebook, I think, and look up Best Days Vintage, because um, you'll quite often see the songs. The good technology. There was like a rap this week as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, yep. What was the rap about? Someone brought that in. So, yeah, they? a customer wrote us a rap, yeah. just yeah, to say, so cool. what a great job we're doing. That's so cool. <laughs> I love it. 
There's an amazing bit where it said, uh, even though he's just married, he still fancies other women. <laughs> yep. Very perceptive. Yeah, no. He really did get to know this you. It's quite a public place to say yeah. that. Good point. <laughs> I might change the words. It's just jacking, they're all drunk. Yeah. Right, take it away, mate. Okay, this is this is a little song I wrote for International Men's Day. When was that? You must know that. Every day. Every day, yeah. <laughs> I'm an international man and this is my special day. So I'm singing you a song just to tell you it's okay. If you're feeling kind of sad, if you're running out of hope, if you're starting to worry, if you're struggling to cope, well, it's okay to not be okay. That's what being a man's about. Yeah, it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to have a million doubts. Why don't you talk about it? Please talk about it. Please talk about it. Yeah. Love it. That's so cool. What was your band called? There it is. Uh, mm, are we sure we want to mention that? No. Uh, I, I don't know. I just started to think. Oh, hold on. I think you guys might be. Yeah. <laughs> that was all. <laughs> Coldplay. Have you heard of? Yeah. Have you heard of us? Exactly where it is. Yeah, hundred percent. I'd say more of uh, Ricky from Kaiser Chiefs, and the guy from Hot Chip. Oh, sure. And take that away with you. <laughs> thanks again yeah, for having us and letting us disrupt you your coming. lovely shot we really appreciate it and keep up the good work I think everyone will agree that you're doing something really fucking awesome and if any businesses are listening then you need to take stock and look at what these guys are doing because they're making a big difference I think it's great I agree yeah you can as a business you can yeah you can actually do something more than just talk about money yeah I agree money's boring pile of shit isn't it yeah <laughs> Thank you very much. Thanks, thank you. So, before everyone leaves... Hold on, we're not done. No, we're not. Got to do the That's what I'm saying, oh, yeah. before everyone leaves... All right, we've got a few more things to do. Before yeah, we have. All right. Well, what's the thing you're thinking of, then? Everyone's got to take their clothes off. What? <laughs> everyone's got to take their clothes Bill, off, did you, you say? So there's a bit of a story behind what we're about to unveil. Uh, this is my friend Neil. Um, Give it up for Neil with his amazing T-shirt available online on the website www.nothmanlist.co.uk. You can buy them. Um, so Neil and I have been friends since uh, senior school, um, and we hadn't really—I don't think I'd seen you since senior school. Maybe college, tech college. Oh yeah, the tech. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, so like, what was that? Like, we were like 18. And then since then, I hadn't seen Neil at all. And then we started doing the podcast, and then Neil was like, oh, I've been listening. Like, it's amazing. Uh, <laughs> and um, well, we just started chatting, didn't we? We started yeah, chatting, yeah. and then it turns out that Neil makes these amazing fire pits. And um, he wanted to do a Mouth of Man in this one. Um, oh, I've given away what it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the reveal of it is still going to be amazing. But yeah, you're yeah. telling the story. Uh, uh, 
Yeah, we're supposed to be outside. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, 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 anyway. So, yeah, um, Neil wanted to do one for Mouth and Mountainless. So, basically, you can kind of, uh, when he does trade shows and things like that, it can uh, spread the word that, you know, men are allowed to talk about things now. Um, so, yeah, he brought it around and I drew on it and he made it happen. Neil, I'm Violet. Do it. Hold on. Drum roll. Oh. Three. <laughs> two. <laughs> one. Three. <laughs> Watch out, it's How pretty cool hot. It's very hot. It's really, yeah, it's real fire. It there. is. We're going to get some marshmallows and toast them up if anyone's interested. It's but it's amazing, isn't it? isn't it? I love it. How long did it take you to make, Neil? Um, about a week. I mean, it took longer because, you know, just the time. I've got two young kids now. So yeah, of course. I'm kind of a stay at home dad. Yeah. So it took a few weeks. Usually it'll take about a week. But no, I really wanted Nick to um, put like, one of his amazing designs on it. And I wanted you to use it. You know, I want you to use it as well. So yeah, I certainly will. If you're outside doing stuff, I want you to get people to sit around it. You know, I don't know if you can film outside. Can yeah, we can do that. Yeah, I think we, maybe we, we could we've do. Been talking we with Rusty about, about doing a, like yeah. doing an outdoor thing like a in the sleep summer out anyway. Thing. So That'd be nice, yeah, take it away. Well, you know, whenever you want to use it, light it up outside properly. Sit around, have a beer, have a chat. I'm well up for that. Yeah, Definitely and I think that's like the, the idea that you know we sit around and like. Like rather than have the TV on, we'll sit around a fire pit and talk. Yeah. It's also really sharp, and I really uh, <laughs> yeah. I cut yourself cut early, my arm didn't you? on it, and I might have screwed up one of my. Tattoos. I sort of like that's quite rock and roll, though. I quite like that fact. Yeah, I know it is you. rock and roll because it's, it's going to burn you and it's going to cut you. It's going to fucking cut you. <laughs> thank you, Neil. Thank Neil, you so um, doing it. it's brilliant. Thank you very much. Brilliant. Well, people actually turned up, Nick. Yeah, people did turn up. Thank you all. It's really kind of made us feel good. Absolutely amazing. And all. we cannot thank you enough. Thanks for your support, obviously, on Patreon. Mostly Ellie, because she's spending loads of money on us. And buying <laughs> T-shirts and things is amazing. Uh, we don't get a lot of money. We don't get any money for doing it, actually. Um, and it all helps. And, um, yeah, thank you. Johnny's going to play us out. See, it was like a variety it show. It is, yeah, it is. Go. It's a bit yeah. like uh, TGI Fridays. No, TFI Fridays. TGI Fridays is a cocktail place. It's completely different. <laughs> completely different. Take it away, mate. Cool. Cheers, man. Um, I just wanted to say one thing as well. If you want to support the podcast, uh, please go onto their Patreon and support them. But also, it's all about kind of like making one little change, isn't it? Make one yeah. small change that you want to do in the world. Um, if you usually shop on Amazon or at Topshop or something like that, just make one small change. Just they do loads of stuff online. If you go, because like loads of people listen to this, if you go on a Best Days Vintage, is it bestdaysvintage.com or .co.uk or something like that? .co.uk, go on bestdaysvintage.co.uk. You can get something really unique, but you can also kind of hold that feeling with you that you're supporting something really cool as well. Totally agree with that, mate. So awesome. 100% do that. That's the one small change that I think if you're sitting on the bus or you're sitting at work or something, you're listening to this now, make that one small change that you're going to um, yeah, shop at Best Days Vintage instead. Too perfectly pretend, my friend, I've been doing it for ages I'm fine what you ask, I'm smiling, ain't I? What a weird question, lying on my back in Hackney Wick I had this epiphany, man, am I who I am or am I as I wish to be perceived? Yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. 
into its rages I straighten my hair and spray it Moisturise my face into a smile Snap tight dear lads on the back of the mask Fuck making memories for the sake of faking pleasantries At dinner parties This ain't where we reminisce man This is where it's starting Like an oil painting Your eyes follow me around the room You are the artist and the canvas man And we're the last one standing So let's perfectly pretend My friend repressed deflect attention I'm fine, why'd you ask? I'm smiling, ain't I? Yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. The deepest impact lies beneath the feet of those who cover Don't take bad advice from the words in a podcast. <laughs> from a punk song don't take bad advice from a punk song